Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Radio family, good morning and welcome. We are back to begin another weekend edition of Community Focus. The we, meaning being your great company. Thank you so much for tuning in Saturday and Sundays here on our intercom stations. And once again, our public affairs show gets underway with good people who are doing good things in our community. The gentleman who joins me isn't a newbie because he's been on the program before. It's just been a while since I've had Adrian Martensa join me this morning. And he's actually back with me, technology for the future. Now, Adrian, first of all, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? Doing well. It is good to have you back. Now, I remember our Thank last you conversation. You're so welcome. You and Deborah Ford represent technology for the future and you had a wonderful incentive you were actually giving away laptops to some of our area students Mm -hmm. so to our radio family that kind of hopefully will jar their memory a little Mm -hmm. bit and that's kind of the reason in fact that's one of the reasons why you have returned to the program to talk about technology for the future another event that is coming up to really engage our listeners our radio family to take advantage of this wonderful incentive and especially as we'll get into conversation where they can certainly be a part of a community that empowers our area children but for those who may be new or listening Mm -hmm. for the first time adrian let's get our conversation started give us a little background history tell us about technology for the future where does the story begin for you um so technology for the future is a nonprofit i started about three years back now. Mm-hmm. Actually, March 16th is our anniversary, well, third year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's, um, it's a nonprofit focused on bridging the digital divide for students and families. Right. So we can create equal opportunity for everybody because we understand the importance of technology in people's lives, yet it's so inaccessible at times. So right. we want to make sure that everyone has that access, equal access to resources as well as information through devices. Absolutely. And especially, at least, Adrian, when I think about it, especially for our kids or just this generation Mm -hmm. in particular, I mean, compared to, and I may be a little bit older than you. Now, there there was a time where there was no such thing for me as an iPhone or an iPad or when we think of MP3s or just all this marvelous technology that we have now. Of course, for our kids, I don't. I think a lot of them. I don't know how they would have survived without it. Yeah. But here we are, in which they are so technologically advanced. They're very smart. I've seen young ones, probably as early as the age of three, handle a tablet and do it with relative relative ease. So this generation again has come really far when we talk about technology. Now, where are you from, young man? Let, let's talk, because I don't think I had the opportunity last time to ask you that question. Yeah, um, actually, my family originally moved from Slovakia. Wow. And we've moved a lot, mm-hmm. almost 22 times, really? following the American dream. Yeah. Right? So about 10 years ago, we came here, and we made 
North Carolina, North Carolina, our home. And, you know, just like any home, I've always been focused on, like, helping my family. And that Fantastic. extends to the community as well because, Excellent. you know, those in your community are your family. So if they're doing well, you're doing well. I like that. I like that. Now, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what city are you in? Um, in Well, the company's... The company headquarters is in High Point. Okay, very yeah. good. So not too far from mm-hmm. where our radio stations are headquartered. Yes. Very nice. Now, how long have you been in the U.S.? Um, it's been like over 10 years. 10 years, We lived yes. in Canada before, too. So oh, wow. been so, on this continent since I was, I think, eight, very eight good. years old. I'm 27, so it's been like 18. You're still a young man. Yeah. I love that. 18, I love 19 that. years. Now, how old were you when you first learned English? Um, eight. Eight years old. Yeah. Okay. Did it take you long to master it? Um, it was hard, but I mm-hmm. got like, I just went straight to school. Right. 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 So, so I had to learn in the process of being like, I just got dumped into a school, not speaking English. You right. know, it was really hard. Like, I I remember ca- coming home crying every day because oh, no. I was like, it makes you alone when you don't speak it, the true. language and people talk at you and you don't mm-hmm. understand anything. Right. You right. know. And and right. look at you now. Now, do you mind saying something in Slovakian, or can um, you can you? Yeah, I can speak it. Okay, okay. <laughs> can you at least just give us a greeting? Um, dobry den, which oh. is like good day. Oh, very good, mm-hmm. very good. <laughs> uh, you'll have to repeat that, and I'll have to learn that. That's the beautiful thing, though, uh, uh, about languages is that when you get yourself immersed into it, because the flip mm-hmm. side, you know, you have a lot of of kids or children here in yeah. the United States that are learning different languages. I think the primary one, of course, for this area is Spanish. Yes. But uh, it sounds like a beautiful language. Now, do you still have family in your native in your native land still mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Okay. We have okay. A, my, um, our g- grandparents and yeah. like my both of my parents have siblings there. That are still there. Yeah. Excellent. But all our family is there. So. Wonderful. Wonderful. But nice to have you here in, in High Point, North Carolina. Now, how did you, my, my other backstory for you, sir, how did you get started in technology? Where did your love um, for what you do come from? I think I just thought of this like concept as we're talking. You know, like language is kind of, is your bridge to opportunity because you have to right. be able to communicate. Yes. And I think in that same way because... Our family was always like fighting to uphold their potential and like mm-hmm. in the sense like survive in the positive sense of like a family's growth. Right. You know, that and that language of communication translates to technology. Yeah. Because technology is your language of opportunity. It is your language that connects you to understanding information that's out there and in general being able to harness your own potential and convert it into something that will allow you to grow, which is what brought me into the tech industry because right. I always had to help my parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're in IT, everyone wants your help, right? This is true. <laughs> it's like being a doctor, you know? Exactly. So, and, and seeing and recognizing how many people needed help, mm-hmm. it drove me a lot in this because in parallel, I was fighting for my family, right. family's potential, right? So I always relayed that feeling to technology mm-hmm. and then the community in general needing help and wanting support. So I always oriented myself as looking to technology as a gateway to opening doors for opportunities for others. Absolutely. And that makes me think of, Adrian, a lot of our young ones now with this generation where your passion for helping a lot of our students in the community come from, because that does make me think of generally it's the children who do help their parents, especially when they assimilate. Yeah. They leave their native land. They come to live in a different country. 
it's a totally different atmosphere, but how amazing that technology sort of bridges that gap, mm-hmm. like you said, with, with the language. Now, one other question I wanted to ask you before we go to break this morning, where do you find a community that empower children? Let's talk about that. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Sure, question, sure. Please? You have uh, what is... The champions? Yes, the community of oh, champions. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so basically... We operate off of three principles. Okay. That's the foundation, like before the technology, right? Which is an individual. We are focusing on children, but in general, an individual has to feel believed in enough to have a vision and feel confident in it to create action, which means that they feel deserving, which is element number two. So you have to be believed in, deserving of taking action, feeling like you're supported enough by the community, right. and then you have to also feel capable. So champions to us are people in the community who understand how important it is to have that support system. And they are those who give faith to our children and and community in general to take action, to do something with Mm -hmm. their potential and create their dreams into reality. And what our goal in that process is, is while bringing together our community and building a community of champions for our children, we want to facilitate the connectivity and the resources to empower that process to make sure that the capability of our families and individuals and children is at the highest potential possible. Absolutely. I love that, Adrian, And I really like that that is where you are trying to achieve through your mission statement, mm-hmm. especially with technology for the future and in helping our kids because they are our future. Yeah. And technology, of course, where we are with technology, it just continues to grow. It continues to improve. Speaking of which, and we, we don't have to necessarily elaborate on it a little bit, but I just wanted to get your feedback as, as for someone who has this in your background. The one thing, let's, let's say, for instance, with our cell phones, mm-hmm. most of us know that we operate on what they call 4G. Yes. Now there is this 5G yeah. that is out here. And, and so just an example of how it it continues to grow. And there are some people like yourselves who are better at it than I am in keeping up with it. But that's the beauty of it because we have persons like yourselves. And then we think about what our kids want to do once they get out of school. Many go into the technological field. They become, I don't know, our engineers, IT persons like yourselves. And like I said, with this generation of of person of young ones, especially who just they get it, they grasp it so fast. Was that the, the a similar situation for you when you first got into learning about technology in general? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So te- technology allowed me to create a lot of opportunities. Right, right. You know, but in in reference to what you said, like now there's five G, mm-hmm. right? So we've had two G, three G, four G, right, exactly, five G. But now think about the fact that a lot of children in our communities have zero. They have zero G, they have no access. Right. Yet our, and our systems in, in both education, not mm-hmm. directly speaking about the education system, right. but the access to learning, a lot of times without that access, without with having like zero G, zero G in your mm-hmm. life, in a sense, the destiny of those children is written off to the system. Right. You know, like their literacy rates, access to information literally, literally defines where they're going to end up in life. And that's something that is a huge driving factor behind the why, because we want to open doors 
to them being able to create their own destiny and control their future. Absolutely. And give them choices. Yeah, choices are yeah, so important. Absolutely. Well, Adrian, I have really enjoyed the first half. I can't believe these first few minutes have gone by. We'll have more time with the second half of the show. We're just going to take a quick commercial break, and then I have some more questions. It's good to have you back, and nice to see you. You're looking good. Thank you. You're so you welcome. Well. Thank you. you it's great to see you, too. And really appreciate your fine company. And Radio Family, the same for you. As we will take this quick break, and we'll come back. There is much more of the weekend edition of Community Focus. We'll be right back after this. It's more the weekend edition of Community Focus, and it's heard Saturday and Sunday mornings on our intercom stations. Radio family, you are right here with me, Renee Vaughn. Thank you very much for your company and, of course, the company of members of our Community Focus family. And I certainly have been really, as far as with our guests this morning, always learn something from Adrian Martensa, who joins us back for the second mm-hmm. half of the show. I remembered because the last <laughs> time on the spelling of your name, I wanted to make it, I wanted to give it that, that k, but it's yeah. Martensa yeah. So. with the S. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for helping me on thank that. And, and Adrian, so glad that, that you are back with me for the second half of the show. As we're talking about your uh, nonprofit, your 501c3 and technology for the future, which has been around for how long now? Uh, repeat for those who may. This is going to be our third year third anniversary. Year. Yep. Absolutely. In Fantastic. March. Now, in those three years, and I'm just asking mm-hmm. for a rough guesstimate on this, yeah. about how many kids have you been able to help within our communities, um, would you say? It's been several thousand because in November alone, we've connected over like 1,200 families. Last, oh, that is fantastic. Like, by, around Christmas. You know? Wonderful. And Radio Family, when we say helping our children, helping your kids, Adrian, you have done it through really so many wonderful ways. Mm -hmm. But basically, when we focus on the word technology, for a lot of families, it may be this is first generation for kids going off to college, where perhaps their grandparents and parents didn't have an opportunity to go, but their kids are attending and the one thing that's a constant now in a lot of classrooms, and not just in colleges, but for kids probably as early as maybe first, second, or third grade, where they have computers, mm-hmm. where they're using laptops, where they're using so many technologically advanced uh, equipment yes. to learn what they learn. Now, see, when I was coming around, we, we had what was called the encyclopedia. <laughs> So we yeah, have had the book. You still little. have that too. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people I, I've seen on social media where they say they still either they or a parent or grandparent still has that nice 12 to 13 volume. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's really good to still have that. But as we were mentioning earlier with the advent of technology and where we are, especially in 2019, seeing that technology still grows and really it's not just a learning experience for our kids but imagine what they're able to teach their parents too when they get that laptop and you have a lot of families when you think of the expense Mm -hmm. and the cost for a computer and a laptop or a tablet yeah it can it can really be outside of a family's own personal budget but here you are with with your organization technology for the future wanting to help these families by offering these laptops at no cost. And one thing that we're going to get into, uh, too, Adrian, a little later on in the program, you have an event that's coming up at the Greensboro Coliseum Mm -hmm. with which the community can be a part of. And we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But um, I wanted to ask you this as we get back into conversation. 
Tell me a little bit about what's called victors. What is the task of the student? So victors, so just like we have champions are those who give faith to the children. Mm -hmm. The children are victors because they're in their first step to using their imagination and inspiring themselves, you know, or being inspired to envision their future. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a dream, a goal, or an aspiration, we want them to achieve victory in their life, which means they get closer and closer and closer to their vision. Mm -hmm. And of course, we believe that every child has unlimited potential. So so we would just want to make sure their victory can be as big as it can possibly be. So to mm-hmm. us, as we're guiding them as champions, we're guiding our victors towards that victory in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they are victors because they are in the making of the future. Like they are our future. So they're creating it. So right. we want our future to be victorious. And I like the fact that you keep our young ones encouraged mm-hmm. because it's, it's really tough for this generation. I think that's been the case for any generation of young ones growing up, there there are likely to be obstacles and difficulties along the way, especially in, in areas such as this, where I'm sure for you, Adrian, one of the focuses, I'm sure, of technology for the future, and it's not to knock kids that want to get into to sports and to other areas, but to help them to also appreciate and really focus on the fact that if you don't make it in that particular area, you got a backup plan. Yeah. Because when you think about these, you know, these athletes in general, they use a lot of that technology. And just imagine that person that, you know, is able to, um, what's the term that I'm looking for? You'll have to help me with, with, with this as the IT guy. In terms of, I, I love the fact of persons who can go to school and actually learn how to write code. Oh yeah, like or, developers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you when you think about a lot of the games that our kids play, yeah. there's somebody behind the scenes that's able to put the graphics together, exactly. to put the code together and everything like that. And so that requires the knowledge and it requires having the ability to go to school to learn how to do those things mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can say, "Hey, so and so is able to do this." And again, just getting back to the fact that you're really steering kids in that direction yeah. that, you know, outside of, of other areas of, of going to school, here's one great way that they can build on yeah. what they're learning, especially with technology yeah. for, for the future. Now, I had another question for you. Let's talk about the, the leadership, leaders that give faith to victors. Let's, let's get into discussion about that. Mm-hmm. So, so through our Open Doors movement, mm-hmm. we give faith to our kids by helping them recognize opportunity, which right. kind of connects, well, not kind of, it connects to what you just mentioned because awareness is key right. to opening doors to your, to your mind's potential, mm-hmm. right? And just as you reference sports, how can we expect a child to see past what's around them if they're never exposed to it? Exactly, like, good point. You just don't know if you don't know, right. <laughs> you know? Very true. So, Very true. so as a part of that, we've, been working a lot with the faith communities because they're the ones that that are the closest to being able to share their faith with the students and also right. support them in envisioning their future while mm-hmm. we connect them to different resources. So a part of the Open Doors movement, we created the Open Doors Challenge. So the children, the application process for the computers that we're giving away is done by champions, mm-hmm. those in our communities who want to give faith to their children. Right inspire them or guide them through the process of recognizing mm-hmm. what their dream is or just in general interest 
then looking to technology, like you tell us, what is your what your dream is? How can you achieve that dream through technology? Mm-hmm. And then inspire three friends to open doors to their future as well. And then you walk right. out a door into mm-hmm. the world of opportunity, mm-hmm. right? In that process, we're achieving several things. Like one, we're al- allowing the child to take the first step to like turn their dream into reality, which means they spoke it and mm-hmm. said it to the public. Right. So that's the first step. Like it's hard to go back from, from that in a right. positive sense. Right. Right. And then we're also in that same process, allowing other students to have that positive peer to peer inspiration of all the opportunities that exist. So mm-hmm. so now it's not just us telling the kids that, oh, you could be a developer. Oh, you could do this. Oh, you could do this. It's their own peers sharing their future value with one another. So now the children are opening their minds to a perspective of like, oh, so like in a few years, like that'll be my friend. He'll be a doctor mm-hmm. or he'll be or they'll be a teacher right. or they'll be an engineer. So like if I keep in touch with them, I'll have a lot of value yeah. for myself as an individual and for my community. Mm-hmm. So the goal is, is we want each other to be successful. We want each other to achieve our dreams because in a few short years, yep. that's our contacts. Yeah, exactly. And that's our opportunity together. And I like the fact that you are really instilling in a lot of our young ones, Adrian, to develop that support system. Like you said, the the connect can start now with technology for the future and can go way past when, when the kids, like you said, uh, become our ages. Mm-hmm. And they become the adults yeah. and, and, and the future generation. Now, you obviously must work with a wide range in terms of ages do you mind sharing with us the the youngest person you get to work with as opposed to the oldest um, a student? We work K through twelve. Okay. So anyone, but so like any because we involve parents, right? right? So right. so a lot of applicants that we receive, like they come to our platform mm-hmm. at technologyforfuture.org, and they submit their videos like with their parents. Right. So the parent registers an account with us and they submit those students okay. video nice. to share their dreams. Right. And it was really cool. Like one of the, some of the first videos we got and this one like circles around in my head because it's it was such a interesting insight. Mm-hmm. It was a student that shared and their dream with us to create basically like an ordinary tracking device for a child. Oh. Right. So their their concern, this is I think ten or eleven year old child was right kidnapping Mm. so the student was already Mm. thinking about developing code that can be embedded into like a sock a belt or a little wristband where if a child gets abducted right the parent would know where they are they can trace you know but like what's crazy is a little kid is thinking about that now exactly but those are the children that literally change the future of our society because they're the inventors Mm -hmm. or they're the drivers you know and that's what we want the community to see like we want to build a brighter future together And we as adults keep looking ahead. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we should look next to us and see that the children are the future already and mm-hmm. us instilling faith in them mm-hmm. to create action and to fight for what they believe in is directly actually changing the future because their decisions to do something is a direct change and reflects in the future right. we're going to see. Yes, exactly. And imagine that little one thinking big. Yeah. And that's another thing that, sh- that you encourage a-, a lot of the young ones. Adrian, if you don't mind sharing from day one, the inception of technology for the future to where you are now, what has been either the biggest change or the biggest challenge for for um, the organization? Honestly, like the hardest thing is, and always has been, mm-hmm. is getting people to believe in something. Yeah. And I think that I've seen that with everybody. Like, if you have an idea that's actually positive, right? just like... 
nowadays our communities turned into you know i don't under, like i kind of understand it but i also don't like being nice is almost like a vulnerable almost like negative concept because you know when you see someone being like even yesterday i had a conversation with one of my employees right mm -hmm. and they were like i was so he was like i was so mad yesterday because one of my like friends was telling me about how to watch my back because nobody does nice stuff like so and they're saying that about me like for my employees to watch themselves because no one does anything nice right. like why do you have to have an incentive mm -hmm. to do something nice mm -hmm. like why can't the incentive be just simply the fact that i want to see a better world right. or i want to see a better like people believe in themselves and believe in each other like if we want to have a different world and have a brighter future it starts with us Right. Like we can't be looking to other things or systems or mm -hmm. other people to fix it. Like if we have faith in each other, then we have everything we need. And it really reminds me of a couple of things, uh, Adrian. I don't know if you have ever heard of the expression. Sometimes when a person hears something that's too good to be true, they mm. convince themselves. Yeah. That nine times out of that 10 times. Yeah. It is too good to be true. True. And, and you're right. A lot of times we allow self-doubt or we allow a lot of questions mm. to come into play. Now, that's not to say it's not important to do the research yeah. and to know what the true incentive or motive is of an individual. But what I appreciate about you is that here you are. You're, you're explaining your motive. You're telling the community this is why you're doing this. And the other thing that I appreciate about you is the fact that you want to pay it forward. Someone helped you when you first came to this country. And for a lot of individuals who come to the United States and, like you say, they want to live out the dream, it's the fact that there are just so many opportunities with which to become the type of person that not only helps their own families, mm -hmm. but you help families that we call communities. Yeah. And there are just a lot of families that simply are struggling in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, because when we think about parents who do want their kids to succeed, there are instances in which, well, you know, I can't afford to buy for my son or daughter mm -hmm. the latest technology. Because I don't make that type of money. I'm living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. My income is stretched, you know, and especially if it's parents that have more than one child. Yeah. You know, it's it's difficult with probably just one. But when you have children, that too can can be an obstacle yeah. from time to time. But here you are bringing an organization <laughs> that says, hey, I've got laptops. I've got computers that I simply want to yeah. give to your kids to let you know that this is my way of saying, I want your child, I want your son and daughter to succeed, yeah. to to process, to, to move forward. Yeah. And technology really allows a lot of our kids to do that. And and that's literally my story. It's mm -hmm. Like my family gave up everything. Yeah. Over and over. Like I remember when I was little, like ever since we moved to this continent, like my mom would be sad and like I remember a few moments she would cry because she couldn't get me a candy bar at the store like she didn't have an extra dollar mm -hmm. right yeah. like I experienced that yeah and then through a computer 
because they like simply my parents believed in me. They knew absolutely nothing about technology. All they right. knew is that their child has the highest potential if they are simply right. believed in. Yeah. That there is no reality because you don't know what the reality is a year from mm-hmm. now. Hence, you cannot limit your child. Mm. So your job as a parent is to make sure your child feels empowered in the freedom with zero doubt and fear of what their capability is mm-hmm. because they, we, we don't need to worry about their capability in the essence of limitation or doubt and fear because mm-hmm. they're children. They don't have to worry about bills, right? So if we don't apply those stresses to them, we can comp- like create freedom for them to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And my parents did that repeatedly. Right. And it brought me to where I am now. Like now mm-hmm. I've uplifted. I am the source of lifting up my family, mm-hmm. right? Because they believed in me. So we got out of like, we got out of where we were mm-hmm. and I was the source of helping my family grow right. So as a child, mm-hmm. right? And I want that same for, for the children in the community. So these are 500 opportunities right. for parents and the community to come together as champions to believe in their children enough that their children can be the source of change for the community, Yeah, right? And I definitely hear the passion and the compassion, sir, in your voice. Now we, first of all, before I get to this, let me uh, welcome those of you just joining us, the weekend edition of Community Focus here on our intercom station Saturday and Sunday mornings. I, Renee Vaughn, being joined by Adrian Martensa, and we're talking about the organization Technology for the Future. Well, let's get to this grand event, Adrian, that is forthcoming. March 16th mm-hmm. is the date that we want our listeners to either write down, jot down, or if you have a real good memory, which I used to, it's, <laughs> I feel sometimes that it's slipping. But March 16th, Greensboro Coliseum, you're going to give away a number of laptops. But I'm going to let you tell so, our radio family how many you plan to give away. Thank you. So applications are due March 10th and mm-hmm. March 16th. We are giving away 500 free computers to children who share their dreams with us and how mm-hmm. a computer can help them achieve that dream. So we want to be the con- connector to their potential yes, and help them like thrive in life and Fantastic. help their families as yes. well. Now, if I remember the last time you were, were on uh, this public affairs show, you had a similar incentive mm-hmm. back then in which you were giving away laptops and you, you are doing it again. Now, aside from this particular event, can you share with me either the the reaction or the feedback from the kids themselves or perhaps even the parents of some of the families that you have helped who, yeah. who really appreciate doing what it is that you do or have done? So from the core of the child, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of like, in the beginning, like it would literally like make me cry like yeah. seeing it because in the process, like, like I'd say strong, but then watching mm-hmm. our videos back and seeing right. like children cry simply because they didn't have like the resources to be successful. Mm-hmm. So they're going through school, they're trying to do their homework, they're trying to get things done, right. yet they don't have what they need. It's right. almost like being on the soccer field, mm-hmm. trying to play along with all your friends yeah. and you don't have shoes. shoes exactly. So you're running around barefoot, slipping, falling, mm-hmm. and you keep getting hurt and nobody right. sees because they don't notice that you just don't have shoes on mm-hmm. you know which is really sad right and then so then we provide these shoes to the to the child mm-hmm. so laptop and not only does that bring complete happiness and joy of like like these children didn't cry because they were sad they cried from relief like yeah. oh my god i can finally play right. i can finally exactly. participate exactly like, 
That's, they, ha- they have the required equipment yeah, that, exactly. that's needed to to succeed. That's really great. And I like the way you say it. it's it's tears of joy because now they feel like because a lot of times those assignments have to be taken home. Yeah. And if you don't have a laptop, which can in a lot of cases that that particular assignment requires some type yeah. of technology to, to have it completed yeah. in addition to just pen and paper. Yeah. I mean, it's like being blind. Right. Like if you don't have technology, it's mm-hmm. like being blind or not speaking a language like right. yeah. you don't know. You're not aware of anything that exists in your Mm -hmm. society, especially Mm -hmm. nowadays. It's not like people talk in person, like everyone's on their phone. Right, right. And it's almost (laughs) inevitable. (laughs) Adrian, you got a good point. That's a good point there. That for all of us, whether we're young or we're young at heart, technology plays some kind of role. I think it's beautiful to not only see our young ones, but even our older family members and friends and people we know. I know of individuals in their 70s and 80s learning how to operate a a tablet, let's just say. And I think it's the most beautiful thing because when they were our age, none of that stuff existed. Mm -hmm. And now to see them keep up, and and some are really good, some are better at it than than I am. They end up showing me (laughs) as opposed to me trying to show them what what I know or at least what I attempt to know and pass along to them. Same, is it a similar reaction with a lot of the parents, moms and dads who also are able to see their child firsthand? Because I can only imagine, which by the way, is there a time limit on the videos that they submit? Um, Would you say? Like as the, far as, yes, the when, when they the come video. to, yeah, the, when to about, register for the laptop. A, um, so they register by March 10th and then the length of the video is about a minute long. Okay, a minute Just enough or less. to like, Share their dream with right. us. And, okay. Yeah. Exactly. We, I just wanted to set the precedent for for our listeners yeah. so they don't get too uh, so it doesn't get too yeah. lengthy. Yeah. In in other words, but getting back to the parents' reaction, how how do most of them so, respond? I mean, the perfect example is, you know, you like a family of five. Mm-hmm. M- the mom has a laptop. She's worried about getting letting the kids use it because right. if they mess it up, that's expensive to repair. Right. Exactly. So now we provide. That family, a laptop, all of a sudden the student is more successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the parents is able to find a job. Another one of the children in the family is able to complete a research project that they couldn't do right. because their parents didn't have the time to drive them to the library and back. Or maybe mm-hmm. they just didn't even have the car. Right, right. You know, like I know families that would literally tell me that like the child would come home at three or four o'clock. Mm-hmm. It would wait till six, six thirty till the parents got home. Then they would walk for half an hour to the library wow. to go do their homework, homework yeah. for half an hour mm-hmm. limitation because it's yeah. still restricted. Exactly. And then have to come back, back and they still wouldn't have their homework done. True. Right. That's a good And then point. I meet a person like. Our good friend, Greg Commander, who spent 18 years in prison, who didn't have, who was illiterate, Mm -hmm. which is what he blames for going into prison for 18 years because Mm -hmm. he had no other awareness of opportunity to create money. Mm -hmm. And now he's back. He's he's a motivational speaker for Mm -hmm. children. And he tells me every single time we talk, he's like, Adrian, if I had technology, if I had a way to know of other opportunities, I would have never ended up in the prison system. And I'm like, wow, like that's literally the definition of what access is. Like if yeah. if you're blind or don't know or don't know mm-hmm. what exists, like mm-hmm. what is your future? Yeah. So Radio Family, here is an opportunity again, March sixteenth, Greensboro Coliseum. What's the time for the event, Adrian? So it's March sixteenth, nine AM to twelve 
12 p.m. and okay. we urge the community please come and support the children it's open to the public Excellent. of course we're going to have the 500 children there mm-hmm. if you know any students we still have like a i think there's at least like 200 scholarships still up up for grabs wow. and our goal is a million so mm-hmm. so no matter what like this is just the order uh, in which we award the computer so we want every child to have one so even though this is a video contest, like yeah. our goal is to make sure everyone has one. This is mm-hmm. just, we're just creating a lineup. Okay. So the first 500 in line yes. that have the most support of the community. So we created a, a voting system mm-hmm. to figure out what order we should provide the computers okay. in. So Very good. community, please go to t4tf.org. Again, it's t4tf.org. All the videos are there. We're doing this with the community. So we're not involved in the processes. All up to you. Vote on the student videos. Give them faith to believe in themselves. Give them faith to see that their potential is necessary for us to change the future. Take, get other students to take on the challenge that you know. Mm-hmm. And please come on March 16th to the Swarm Fieldhouse, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Again, it's at the Swarm Fieldhouse, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And come cheer on the students that have chosen to take the step of faith to believe in their dreams and fight for their potential and show them that they are believed in. Like, we want to... Mm-hmm surround that entire building with as many people as possible so it leaves a like an imprint for the rest of their lives to see that like they should always fight for their dreams never stop never stop believing always have that faith to keep moving forward and we as champions if we come together and show them that and literally make a massive community around them Mm -hmm. like we want to overfill it we don't want to have Mm -hmm. enough seats because that'll literally create that impact for Mm -hmm. them in their future and thank you so much for doing this, uh, Adrian, for the community. Now, for any additional information on technology for the future, do they go to the same? Yeah. Um, so okay. go to the website. You can also yeah. reach us at 336-252-2800. 336-252-2800. We're looking for champions to help us as well, whether it's through connecting us to resources that we can extend to the children through our platform right. or helping us advocate, get the word out. Like Any kind of help is very urgently needed as the demand is very mm-hmm. large. Exactly. You know? And exactly. we're here to do whatever it takes because our dream is to empower all the other students dreams and we chose that dream because we have to set examples so our dream has to be huge it has to be bigger than theirs so they have the faith and confidence to achieve their dream thank you so much any closing thoughts or comments that you'd like to add um i'm just thankful that i got to be here and thank you for believing in us because that's the beginning of something you know beautiful and something getting made for our communities when we come together and just like believe in something positive And thank you, Adrian, for being the beautiful person that you are. And it's so nice to have you back. Hopefully it won't be as long. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But you're always welcome to the program. I generally say to members of our Community Focus family, because you are family, you're welcome. There are no goodbyes, never any goodbyes, just until next time. So whenever something else comes up Mm -hmm. that will pertain to getting the community involved, you are definitely welcome back to this public affairs show. Please tell Greg and tell Deborah hello from me. It's been a minute since I've seen her. You're so welcome. And thank you. Keep up the great work. Oh, well. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, Radio Family. I know there's some wonderful things that you're doing in the communities as well. You, too, keep up the great work. And thank you so much for your great company. Indeed, no goodbyes here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Just until that next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.